Hello and welcome to Story Guts. This is where we explore what the stories we tell tell about us. I'm Molly Curran. And I'm Alice Lai. Happy Pride. <laughs> yeah, thank, thanks for joining us this beautiful Pride Month. I Actually, the weather has not been very beautiful here. It's, it's been very hit or miss. Here. We just get a lot of rain. A lot of rain. But... I saw that the peonies bloomed. They did. Yes, the peonies did bloom. Um, I was, like, so jealous. So when I visited Ann Arbor last uh, podcast, we we hopped by the peony garden, but, like, it was just, like, apparently just two weeks too early because there was, like, one bush that was open, and I was just like, oh. Yeah, apparently even last week they weren't open yet. Like, it was, this, we basically just hit it um, at the right time. So it was pretty. It's nice. <laughs> Sounds there were great. a lot of people there taking Molly, pictures of peonies. I really like your shirt. Oh, thank you. This is actually just a robe, but... It's like this, like, shiny flower, blue floral robe. It's very nice. Yeah, thank you. Um, all right. <laughs> so, um, let's get started. Um, because it is... June and it's Pride Month, we thought we would talk about some LGBTQ representation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think we have an episode already from last year around Pride um, that's dealing with representation. But, you know, we thought we'd update it. Um, I think maybe we're mostly talking about um, like young adult Mm -hmm. characters um, and... Yeah, just kind of seeing, I feel like there's just been a lot of stuff lately that I've run into and also just that has come out that's been, um, you know, telling telling stories about kids and sure. young adults coming out and living their lives. <laughs> living okay. their truth. Uh, this is especially cool because I think um, the, when we were growing up, there was effectively no stories about LGBT characters. Um, or LGBTQ characters having relationships. Like, I remember reading maybe one story about how, like, this girl's brother was, or this girl's sister was trans, and, like, her life was miserable because of it. And I'm like, cool, this is neat. <laughs> That's the representation I crave. Ah, yeah. So, so Mai, do you want to... Um, so I think we're just going to spend the episode talking kind of about um, examples we've, sen- we've seen. Um, I'll yeah. talk a little bit about video games, but... Mostly books. Um, Molly, do you want to kick us off? Yeah. Um, so I was, I mean, I, I think there are a lot of, a lot of different things, but I think almost in a way it might be useful to talk about um, sort of the kinds of representation that we see a lot more of. So mm-hmm. as I was making my list, um, it's a list of, just of the things I could come up with. And I would say the about half are um, white, gay, male characters. Mm-hmm. Um, the other few are um, trans characters. Well, really trans character. Um, and lesbians and one sort of like 
bisexual or two bisexual type characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like I think we're still, and this may also just reflect you know what I consume and what I come across. But I do think like you know even watching sort of a random show like um, uh, Anne with an E, which is the recent Anne of Green Gables adaptation that uh-huh. uh, takes some liberties, but I like it. Um, but even in that, like the story you get is of a um, young sort of teenage uh, gay boy. Um, mm-hmm. And that's sort of the the coming out story we get. And it's really beautiful. And like he is mentored by this older lesbian um, and it's nice. But, um, you know, we're not getting Anne suddenly exploring her bisexuality, even though she's obsessed with Diana uh-huh. as her bosom friend. Yeah. And we um, all have those, though. Yes. Um, so I just think like that's kind of the the typical story or like um, this movie I watched the other day called Love Simon, which is again a sort of classic like teenage white teenage boy um, coming out story with mm-hmm. a romance um, and and like I'm not knocking that like honestly like I thought Love Simon was super cute yeah um, I thought the storyline on Anne with an E was really sweet. Um, So I'm not in any way knocking that. Um, I still think, you know, we can critique the kinds of representation we get and sort of the um, diversity of it. Um, But I still think even these sort of like more typical examples are still pretty rare. Mm -hmm. For sure. I mean, I think, um, I think it's like maybe worth it's it's for sure worth pointing out the maybe homogeny of these stories mm-hmm. but it's still I will say that it's still really valuable and still something that I really wish was around for me when I was younger um these I don't know these like role models that was not just like fun like fun home like that <laughs> was it like we had this one story about lesbians that was actually about her dad um yeah and like kind of about like how erotic like reading James and the Giant Peach to each other in bed was. Not her and her dad, her and her girlfriend. No, yeah, right, Just her to and her super clarify that. Sorry. Uh, oh Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's nice. I think that is the thing. Like the stories that I'm seeing tend to be happier now. I mean, you usually get mm-hmm. the angst, you get the um the coming out which um, we can sort of talk about coming out as maybe an overdone storyline. Um, but I think there's usually a happy ending now. Like, mm-hmm. in a lot of the things we see, there's usually a romance. Like, people yeah. people are able to have, have you know, have a nice life um, instead of this assumption that you are gay, therefore you are miserable, um, mm-hmm. or you are trans, therefore you are miserable. Yeah. It's something that's a lot, I think that's, that's a good point like it's there's a lot more of like you can be who you are it's not going to be easy but it's not going to be like it's not going to be like walking through high school and you open the open the locker and you see like a slur written in lipstick across your like i don't know pictures of elizabeth warren i don't know okay um yeah sorry Uh, yes yes exactly (laughs) I mean, and I think I think we're also getting um, more more stories of supportive families, mm-hmm. which I think is 
um, and supportive friends, which I think like obviously there are plenty of people who have not had that experience of having a supportive family or supportive friends. But mm-hmm. I do think it is important to um, offer those kinds of stories as well. Um, yeah. And especially so like in Love, Simon, um, which like basically it's this boy and he kind of knows that his parents and his family and even his and his friends would all be okay with him being gay mm-hmm. but he still just feels really worried about coming out um but you know when he finally does it's really um i think it's really nice because his his mom sort of has this response of um you know i'm sorry that i wasn't able to you know, see it or that Mm -hmm. like, I wasn't somebody you felt you could come to, but like, I'm so happy that you get to just be even more of yourself now. Um, and his dad has this reaction where he's just like, I'm sorry that I've told stupid homophobic jokes and, you know, said these things that I never meant, you know, I wasn't like trying to be homophobic, but it's just sort of like part of the language and the culture. And he's like, you know, I, I didn't even think about like how hurtful that might've been to you or to anyone. Um, Mm -hmm. And so like the, these imperfect, but supporting families, I think are really um, kind of nice to see. Um, Yeah. It's uh, on, I've been watching also the chilling adventures of Sabrina, which is the new Sabrina, the teenage witch show. That's like, a little much um, mm-hmm. in every way. And it's very like, is it like Riverdale too much or, well, I mean, it is in the same universe as Riverdale. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. Um, but it's more, the thing about chilling adventures of Sabrina, it's hard for me to say compared to Riverdale. Cause I only watched one season of Riverdale and I think it was before it like truly went off the rails. Mm-hmm. But um, with Sabrina, it's very much trying to be like, a feminist show like Mm -hmm. it is trying to like make a feminist statement and like the enemies are the patriarchal church and specifically this like group of like meninists within the church Mm. uh the satanic church and oh uh, right okay um and like they start a they start a club at school at the mortal school uh (laughs) called like wicca which is like for women and, like, uh-huh. standing up for themselves and, like, empowerment and feminism. Um, and it, I don't know. It's just, it feels a little, little ridiculous at times. Not, not because of people caring, but I think because a lot of times it comes out as, like, Sabrina being, like, the one person who's, like, hmm, has nobody else thought that maybe, like, sexism is bad? Oh. Ah. Anyway, this is all a, a divergence. Um uh-huh. to the point of this year, I think I think this this season, um the most recent season, uh has featured one of the characters um coming out as a trans man uh-huh. and um sort of dealing with his transition, um his sort of place among his friends mm-hmm. and uh um, and then most recently in the episode I watched, I'm not caught up, um, sort of having, you know, telling, telling his dad, um, and his dad sort of clearly struggling with it a little bit to understand, mm-hmm. but, um, but ultimately, you know, wanting to do 
what is right by his his child right yeah um and so there's a really beautiful moment where the the boy theo is like you know maybe you know as because his dad's like i'm confused this is hard and his dad or he says to his dad you know maybe to start with you can try calling me theo um that's like the name i go by now Mm -hmm. and so like start there um and you know like maybe you want to take me to get a haircut and so like his dad takes him to get a haircut um Mm -hmm. and it's you know it's just it's nice um the sort of like family that is not you know doesn't magically have you know the understanding of everything because a lot of families won't but that that you see what trying can look like i think that's a great way to put it like what is what is trying what is like that difficult space where they're supportive but they don't they don't really know all the words or they don't really know why Mm Hmm. yeah um, I feel like I've been talking a lot. Do you want to jump in with anything? Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, I think I was just thinking about um, Booksmart, which is like a, a recent movie starring like these two girls who are graduating. Like, do you, okay, so the premise of the movie is uh, they're about to graduate from college and they've like worked their asses off and been like the nerds there all, all through college and they've gotten into like very competitive schools. You mean um, all through high school? High schools, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then they found out that, like, they're, like, quote-unquote, like, dumb, slutty, slash jock people of the high school have also gotten, like, into very good schools, like Yale and Harvard and Google. So they decide to, like, party as... And Google? Huh? Did you say and Google? Well, okay, one of them's, like... Like, there's this one scene very early on where she's, like... Where she confronts him, is like, well... I got, hey, I'm going to Yale, too. And it's like, yeah, and I'm going to, like, BU. And there's like, well, I'm not going to college. Um, but I did get hired at Google. I mean, it's not okay. Apple. And she's just, like, she's just, like, has this, like, melt, like, you know, just, like, the dramatic zoom in, like, total meltdown. Um, but what's interesting is one of the character one of the, one of the characters is um, a lesbian. And I think, like, part of... I mean, it's not, like, a big storyline, but part of the storyline, she's, like, you're, you've are you been out for, like, three years and you've never kissed a girl. So it's, like, a part of the storyline over Booksmart is, like, finding out who else has been closeted in high school or something. It's, like, it's not explicitly, like, she is not bullied for being lesbian. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just, like, it's, like, she's shy. Like, mm-hmm. it's a very relatable storyline that is not, like... Um, I mean, that, that doesn't trade into, like, the cliches. Um, so I don't know I think I thought that was really nice it was like a nice understated um, part of like this fun teen comedy romp um, yeah I think there's it's funny because it this reminds me it reminded me of like if you remember Easy A and the parents were just yeah. like like the parents don't get a lot of screen time in uh, Booksmart but they're like they're like so cool with it and like they think that the two main characters are like girlfriends Mm. Um, sorry, there's like the line in, um, there's a line in the trailer where the, the girl who's not the lesbian is like taking advantage of this to like get time off to like go to these crazy parties. And the other lesbian's like, look, like we're just going to like stay home and like watch like Netflix and maybe do a Korean face mask. And the mom's like, we don't need to know the terms. <laughs> like we support you, but 
we don't need to know the terms. <laughs> oh my god. Like, oh my god. All right. Um, so it's a really, I mean, it's a really lovely movie, and it's really lovely that it's not, um, it's not called out. I think it's not a movie about coming out. It's not a movie about like coming to terms with your identity. It's just sort of like mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that does sound nice. Um, because I do think like coming out is kind of the quintessential like queer teen story right, right. it's a, it's um, a little for easy. good reason but mm-hmm. um but yeah it is it is sort of what you assume the storyline is going to be i think that's why like the the trailers for it kind of put it up front like it's like you've been out for three years it's like this isn't a movie where like they go to a party and she's like oh no like i like women like what am i gonna do it's just like this is just like they're, these nerds are going to party like and get into hijinks <laughs> oh, um, I can relate to that having been a nerd who never partied or got into hijinks that like he just wanted just like one day to get no we got into we partied we had hijinks at Stanford we had some we had some yeah, okay you, you, we didn't get like the crazy hijinks like you didn't no. get arrested no. Um, yeah, so I guess, and not in the same vein exactly, and this isn't something that is for, like, young adults, but um, the book Conversations with Friends, mm-hmm. which I just read and you are currently reading. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that book, the main character and her best friend slash ex-girlfriend are both... Um, quite um well i think she's she the main character is um just like very openly bisexual i think Mm -hmm. her best friend is a lesbian i don't if i remember correctly Um, um and it's just like it's not it's not not a plot point in the sense of the fact that you know they dated is Mm -hmm. relevant and you know they're like continuing love for each other um is relevant Mm -hmm. um but there's no you know they just sort of you know will casually say like oh yeah we're exes and it's not really a big thing um Mm -hmm. and they're they're like college age um students they're a little older 20 22 or something or yeah past college right no no no, they're they're in college like 21 22 um yeah and very much just uh, just kind of take it in stride or like, you know, mm-hmm. go through life sort of saying it in stride, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which I think made, made that, I don't know, made that fun as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a healthy, I mean, it's, it's funny just because conversation with friends, I'm only like, I'm very early into it, but there's, um, there's a, there's a good amount of dysfunction happening. But oh yes. It's not, um. It's not because of anybody's out- sexuality. <laughs> right, yeah. It's just like they're disaster people with other disaster people, and it all just catamaries together into a very large disaster. That is a great way to put it, yes. Um, very, in a very compelling way, the story does this, but yes. <laughs> yeah, um, so I'm, um, I'm really looking forward to reading more into it. Like, um... I think she has a new book out. Have you read it yet? No, it's still in hardback, but I'm absolutely going to read it once it's in paperback. 
um, okay, or cool. I can get it from the library or something because I hear great things. I think it's already been optioned for a mini series oh um, by Hulu. This is Sally Rooney is the name of the author. She's mm-hmm. a um, contemporary Irish uh, author who seems to be writing very good stuff according to uh, <laughs> everything I hear and based on the one book I read by her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so those are, I guess, some of the ones, but, th- but there still are these ones, right, where, like, coming out is central or there is some kind of, like, familial difficulty um, or cultural difficulty mm-hmm. where, um, so I'm thinking I've been reading the Heroes of Olympus series, which is the oh, second yeah. of the Percy Jackson books. So the first set is Percy Jackson and the Olympians or whatever. Mm-hmm. This one is... Um, uh, the Heroes of Olympus, where a, a lot more characters get introduced. And one of the main characters is um, this 14-year-old boy, Nico, who mm-hmm. is the son of Hades and is just an extremely, just extremely traumatized uh, <laughs> young man who has yeah. gone through just, I mean, literally has gone through hell. Um, like, very literally, literally yeah. <laughs> has gone through hell. Um, and he's also... Uh, for somewhat complicated time travel reasons, he's actually from the 1940s. Um, oh my god, all right. <laughs> so, in this, in the, the, this current series, um, one of the thing that, things that's kind of come up slowly as a plot is um, his, his sexuality and the uh-huh. fact that he is gay and he, like, has a crush on one of the main characters and um, is really afraid to tell anybody because he's afraid to open up to anybody about anything, um, Mm -hmm. let alone this where he already feels like an outsider because he's like the son of death. Um, And, and because he's from the 1940s and now like he's also different in this other way. Um, He's from the 1940s. So did he like get stuck in like time prison for like a while? Yeah, actually kind of. They they got stuck in, um, he and his sister got stuck in, um, you know, like the Lotus Eaters? Yeah. And so it's like basically that, but it's a hotel where just like time passes and you just are stuck there for ages. And he and his sister get stuck there um, for, yeah, like 50 years or 40 years or something. Um, Like like the Hotel California situation. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, Okay. And they don't age or anything. They just are stuck there and they think it's been like three weeks. Oh my God. And then they step outside and it's like, oh shit. (laughs) What's a smartphone? Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 I've I, been really appreciating that storyline as well. And, you know, I think it is sort of more, quote unquote, expected in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think there is something really valuable in letting there be a space for that story to still exist. You know, we do live in a... Mm, the world is more um, accepting in certain ways, or at least in in our particular communities and environments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think there's more acceptance. But, you know, there are still definitely people who do feel extremely marginalized or who are extremely marginalized. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, having the space for that, I feel like it's very dramatically exemplified with Nico because... I mean, it's just so much, like, all of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Well, but... as, as a son of death, as a son of a god, like every your demigod, when you're a demigod, life is just really tough. Yeah, exactly. Everybody um, is fucking with you. It's true. It's true. Uh, all the demigods have hard lives. Um, his is just maybe harder than most. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think that makes sense, and I think um, I mean it's it's always going to be valuable to have all sorts of stories even you know it's and um none of us are saying that coming out stories are like trite but i think it's it definitely stems from like a history of tragedy i guess like i Mm -hmm. what i want to say is i want to say that like movies surrounding trans storylines are really bad about this like um i think i mean unsurprisingly Sensate, Sensate had a had a trans woman as one mm-hmm. of the characters, but like at the time, like the Wachowski sisters were like writing and directing the show, so like it was, and even then it was still about like the trans woman like escaping like a lobotomy. Um, recently, there's like Cannes Film Festival had a um, had a movie called Girl about like a trans woman played by a cis man, whatever, um, or trans girl played by a cis boy. Um, like attempting battle it was like the black swan only like instead it's trans Mm, Um, and there's you know genital mutilation at the end like that's the shocking Mm -hmm. climax Um, like and everyone's really supportive of um, this girl so it's hard to read as anything other than like oh man like being trans means that you'll mutilate yourself which is Mm -hmm. already the dominant Mm storyline and there's like this movie called Adam coming out um, and I think like we might have talked about it briefly on Slack or something yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's the one where, like, a cis boy is mistaken for a trans boy. Um, and, like, at one point, I don't know, like, at one point, like, he, I mean, he uses his real, his dick and his girlfriend thinks that it's a strap-on. And, like, at some point, he's, or he uses a strap-on. At some point, he, like, in the dark, he, like, swaps it out with his, like, real dick um, with his girlfriend. And it's, like, very romantic, um, which is not traditionally what? what's considered romantic by anyone oh my Um, god okay so when you told me the premise of this movie i did not think it would escalate to sex before the uh you know his ruse or whatever was found out no 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 i mean he he has regular sex and it's it's apparently the thing is apparently there's a lot of um like you mentioned like there's trans actors playing trans roles which is great Mm -hmm. um it's just centered on this person, this unbel- like this very bad feeling storyline. Yeah. Um, of like, God, I don't even know what it is. Of this like weird voyeuristic like, oh, what if like we were oppressed? Wouldn't that be cool? Um, I think it's also in a weird way playing into this, um, you know, stereotype of the of the trap or of the person who's like lying about their identity. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the trans person is lying about their identity. I mean, it's like sort of flipping it in a weird way, but not in a way that I think is subverting it necessarily. No. Maybe the movie's amazing. And I, it, it seems unlikely, but, but, uh, but you know, it does seem to be sort of this, um, I don't know. Cause there's something about like when you're describing that, like he switches out the strap on for his penis. Right. And it's like, oh, surprise, he has a dick, right? Like, that's Mm -hmm. the, like, classic, like, trans woman surprise or whatever that Mm -hmm. um, gets thrown into um, 
you know, media for shocks and laughter or whatever. Right. Um, and so it feels like a weird, like, um, I'm making all kinds of bizarre hand gestures. Um, <laughs> well, I don't it's know. weird. Right. It's like, it feels like it's a weird sort of like, oh, we can sort of like take this and like play with it. But I'm like, can we? Like, maybe if we lived in a world where, you know, trans women weren't getting killed on the regular, but huh. we don't. So, like, maybe turning that into sort of a weird, like, flipped joke with a cis dude. I don't know. It's. I guess I can't articulate it, but, like, I think you get what I'm saying. Right, right, yeah. I mean, it's it's an interesting, um, yeah. I mean, I think especially, yeah. I mean, it, it's just it's just gross. Um, yeah. But I think, uh, but, like, that being said, like, there's for sure a lot of really great, um, not no really great stories. I mean, especially, like, we are entering an era where uh, the gender binary isn't taken as for granted as much mm-hmm. um, I'm playing this very interesting I'm, I'm enjoying this game called Outer Wilds um, I'll talk about it in the wind down um, but you're part of an alien race where like everyone's non-binary like everyone's referred to as non-binary pronouns like everyone is they them mm-hmm. um, and then you like there's a precursor race that is like has like masculine and feminine forms um, but like none of those two modalities are thought of as like wild and wacky like it's just like it's just all like okay yeah like there's aliens they're not gonna like they're just gonna be different yeah um there's also um so there's a show called one day at a time i don't know if you've heard of it it's Mm -hmm. a sitcom about a latino family um a puerto rican family i believe Mm -hmm. um and it's really it's a really sweet comedy um you know family comedy mother her two children and the grandmother uh played by the great rita moreno um and one of the sort of first storylines or one of the early storylines is um the daughter of the family elena um realizing that she is gay and sort of coming out to her family and Mm -hmm. uh all all of that but then eventually um, she starts making connections with other people in the LGBT community. Um, and you see her like going to protests. And again, it's all a little like it's a little. Um, like pat or? No, not pat. It's I think it's a little like. LOL. She's such a like over the top SJW. Oh, <laughs> like, I see. Uh-huh. I mean, like it, it, the show is fond of her and like but it's sort of affectionately making fun of her for like protesting everything that sort mm-hmm. of thing um but she does end up getting a partner um or start, she starts dating a character named sid who is non-binary and goes by they them mm-hmm. um and you know she she elena has sort of kind of figures out what that's all about and like gets her family to understand what that's all about yeah um and you know, like, deal, deals with it in a, I think, thoughtful and serious way. Yeah. Um, while still being, you know, a silly sitcom. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Was that, was that canceled? Because I remember I saw a it lot was, of, like... It was canceled, I think, after three seasons. I'm not... I think I'm on season two. It's one of those shows that I just kind of watch every now and then, like Lucifer. Um, uh-huh. But I think, I think it was canceled after the most recent season. Mm. Um, and people... Yeah, there was a lot of kind of outcry because... It's a show that's done a lot, I think, in terms of, um, 
representation, Latino representation, um, like LGBT representation, and I think other things. Um, also, the mother has PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, does she? Or no, their their father, her their mother and their father were both soldiers. And wow. um, so there's there's this there's a little bit of uh, what we might call glorification of the U.S. military. Um, okay. But what it does do is it like does deal with like the mother's like mental health problems. Like she goes to therapy because like she needs therapy. She's like a support group. Um, and you know, it's, it's a very, um, I think it's, it's a very like attempting to be progressive show in that way. And not, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean that in a, like you can see they're putting in the effort to be like, we want to represent these particular issues and we want to try and do it well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I thought I thought that was cool just because like that's one of the first times I've seen a non-binary character, um, who isn't you know, like an alien or uh-huh. um, isn't some sort of. Uh, I mean, who's just a person, right? It's just like a teen. Right. It's just a teenager. <laughs> um, I think that's a good. I mean, I think that's a great point, just because like non-binary, like, who is not an alien, who is not like someone completely like. I, I want to say flamboyant. Like, I think, like, there's a there's a sense of, like, if you're non-binary, you must, like, be totally out there with your presentation when it's not... When it's just another way of existing. Yeah. Um, and I, I do think, like, the... There are a lot of stories of the non-binary... Not a lot, I shouldn't say that. But there are a good number of stories about, like, the non-binary alien or, like, the aliens that sort of do gender differently. And I think mm-hmm. that's great. Like, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, but I do think... I mean, I sort of feel the same way about, like, Steven Universe, right? Mm-hmm. Where, like, I love that this exists and that this representation is there. Um, but ultimately, like, all of our characters who are... Um, you know, gay, or if you want to call the gems non-binary in some way, mm-hmm. um, however you want to put it, like they're gems, like they're they're mm-hmm. alien rocks, <laughs> um, and we don't necessarily get the same degree of representation among just like the human characters, like the ones that um, viewers may be more likely to identify with or to sort of see themselves in. Yeah, especially like young viewers, right? They're gonna project onto the kids more than onto the adults probably Absolutely. no i think that's i mean that's a great point is like we we have representation in these forms but like what's valuable is representation as like a f- mode of being and not like oh if you're an alien or if you're like a four thousand year old space warrior like this you can do this but like otherwise like eh, like you're you're kind of out of luck um <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I don't know, like, I think, I think, I do think that's nice. Um, I don't know, is there anything else you want to bring up? Um, I guess I just want to talk about briefly, I don't know, like, I, I, I think I mentioned Gone Home before, um, I think it's worth shouting out again, just like as, as a story about, I mean, as a story about, like, coming, like, coming to, coming out and coming to terms like you are finding your sister's note. You come home, everyone's gone. You walk through the house and you find like notes from your sister's journal about like uh, her finding out that she's gay. Um, and like the, and also like 
Sorry, I was just like her finding out, like as if it's like, hey, surprise, like right, that like, her well, sister realizing that she herself is gay. Right. Yes. Sorry. Okay. It's just the way you phrased it. It was like, right, right, sorry, you know, somebody like phrasing. dropped a little note in front of her. It was like, hey, you're gay. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, and sometimes that's what happens, but like, um, but it's like this very interesting, like, way to tell stories. Not only about her, your like your viewpoint sister. But also about like the parents having like, um, like the dad's trying to write a novel and like has not been successful, and like the mom is like kind of almost having an affair, and like as you walk through the house, you like you find the way that things are arranged, um, and, you f- and you can piece together story out of that um, in a very like relaxed manner. And I think that's one of the, I mean, at this point, it's like I don't know, ten years old or something. Like it's it's a it's a very old game, but I think it's held up really well. Um, and at this point, like, we're getting a lot of, um, different things. I think they're recently, have you heard about Dream Daddy? The dad dating sim game? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. you're a dad dating another dad. And it's like, I think it was, it, it sounds, it's like one of those things where it's like, it sounds like a mean spirited joke, but it's actually like very heartwarming and everyone's like totally. Yeah. They have a, there was like a graphic novel of it. Really? I didn't know Now as well, or like some sort of comic. Maybe it's like a choose-your-own-adventure comic. You can... Oh, that's funny. I'm not sure. Um, Um, Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I think think there's a lot of of stuff in um, comics, too. Like, I want to talk... Like, I know that Check, Please is like a... um, Like a hockey team. Like a a gay guy in a hockey... like Like a gay romance on a hockey team. Like a high school hockey team. That's supposed to be really good. Um... I don't know. I mean, there's, there's, it's a, it's definitely gotten a lot better, but like, we're still maybe waiting for it to trickle up into like, last episode we talked about the Marvel movies and how like the Russo brothers were like so happy that they had like the first gay character and it's like a guy with one line who was like never seen again. Right, and it's like I, I think it's great having, um, like I actually think it is really great to have like background characters who are gay, like to make. To make this representation, like, filter through all levels so that the world is saturated, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you can't just be like, okay, here's my background gay character. No one else in this world is gay. Um, <laughs> right. Like, it's just it's not really how life works. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, like, when you say filter down, like, it, like, like I think saturation is a good way to put it. It's like there should be enough gay characters that none having a person who is gay is not remarkable because they're defined by all their other characteristics like Iceman is not like oh he's the gay X-Man and they had to make him ice because they couldn't make him fire because that'd be offensive um so I don't I mean I think it's it's interesting thinking about earlier like now that we're talking about representation thinking about um Overwatch and recently they had like you know they have uh they said like Tracer is a lesbian and Soldier 76 is gay um, and both of them are like very white, very conventionally attractive. Um, meanwhile, they haven't in the like the four years the game has been out, they don't have like a a black female character, um, mm-hmm. playable black female character. And they're like, we've been working on this for four years trying to make it happen. And like people are kind of like, that's not the excuse you think it is. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Does does that mean? Yeah. Um, is it? truly that difficult um 
because I think like the, I mean it's like there's some diverse I mean there's some diversity there's like a um, Lucio I think is like a black um, black playable character there's like Reaper is like um, a Latino but I don't, know, I don't know I mean I think I think it's still people are still playing it really hands off and it's the point of like more independent more daring it's like it's it's unfortunately like while it's becoming more and more accepted we're waiting for like the point where it hits like yeah total saturation. Yeah, I think that's right. Where, like, we have significant main characters who are gay in things that are not about being gay. Yeah. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's that's totally right. Um, well, I think we're going to try and wrap up in a moment here for a little bit of a shorter episode. But I did want to just shout out a couple more things. One of them, um, Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe. Mm-hmm is just a really delightful young adult novel about two um, Latino boys who are teens, Aristotle and Dante. And they, um, you know, it's just like, I mean, it's a love story. It's like, it's really sweet. Um, And it does sort of deal with some like difficult issues and like, yeah, coming out is part of it. And, Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's, it's very good. It's nice. Um, And then I also just wanted to give a shout out to, Dairy Girls, which I just am like oh, trying right. to evangelize to everybody because I think it's hysterically funny. Um, but in the last episode of the first season, you do find out that one of the uh, eponymous Dairy Girls is a lesbian, <laughs> um, or as they put it, a wee lesbian. <laughs> They're Irish, <laughs> um, and uh, and so I don't I don't really know where that goes from, you know, after the first season because the second season hasn't hit Netflix yet. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm excited to see where they kind of take that because it's this story set in um, Northern Ireland in the nineties during the troubles, the characters are all Catholic. Um, but you know, it's a really fun comedy. So I don't think, uh, you know, I think, I think they will do something nice with it uh, or do nothing with it. Maybe that she's a lesbian, but I, I think they'll, I think they'll give us something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, like, speaking of shout-outs, I do want to shout-out um, the other perennially shouted-out show, which is Please Like Me. Yeah. Which is wonderful, has, like... I mean, honestly, you were just talking about coming out, and I was thinking about um, the part where Josh's, like, partner, like, mm. stages, like, the fake coming out with Josh's mm-hmm. dad. And it's, like, oh, the actual coming out goes so poorly, but, like, there's that scene where, like, they're both just getting really into it, and you're just like, man, these emotionally messed up people are just, like, it's just so, it's, it's like, I, I think, like, it's really good at capturing, like, this is funny, but maybe it's not, it's like, but it's touching, mm-hmm. but maybe it's not supposed to, like, this is also just deeply weird. Yeah, um, Please Like Me does a great job, I think, walking that line mm-hmm. um and like you know there are jokes in it that i still remember because they're very dark but also um apt. i don't know i always think about uh when the character you're talking about arnold is mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to come out at one point he's like um <laughs> you know maybe i'll tell them i'm gay the way i was told you know shouting it from a car uh while you know throwing a bottle at me or something like right yeah you're like you, you'll drive by a straight couple and you throw a bottle and be like hey i'm gay <laughs> um yeah but definitely shout out for please like me and the show creator and main character from that show um 
is starting a new show soon. I don't know what it's about or anything, but he is starting a new show soon. So. I'm so incredibly excited. Yeah, be good. All right, so let's wrap up. We're trying to do a little bit of a shorter episode this week. Um, and maybe and in the future? Maybe in the future. Yeah, let us know if you like the shorter length. Um, I feel like we can go on a little long sometimes. Mm-hmm. And Alice needs to go do some laundry anyway. <laughs> the dryer broke. Mid-drying. That sucks. We have um, two dryers for the entire building. Yeah, that sucks. Okay, so very quickly then, is there anything you want to, like, what you've been up to, what you've been... Um, I want to say that I've been playing uh, Outer Wilds, which is like a space exploration game. Um, I want, I really like it so far. I might have mentioned it last time. No, I didn't. Um Basically, like, you have, you're this tiny, like, exploration game, um, and you there's, like, a couple planets in the solar system you can, like, fly your spacecraft around, but it's, like, very, like, Le Petit Prince, like, the, your home, like, your moon, you can walk around, it's, like, the size of, like, a neighborhood block. You can, like, walk all the way around it in, like, ten minutes, or not even ten minutes, like, three minutes, which is mm-hmm. great. Because the universe is stuck in the solar system is stuck in a time loop where every twenty two minutes the sun explodes, um, so it's just like really interesting, very melancholy game. Like you're just like trying to figure out like what happened, what like first why the sun is exploding, and like going to all these different planets, like your ra- like your alien race is like seven people, like mm-hmm. that's like all of them everyone knows everyone else because it's literally like seven people you're the fourth person they sent into space like it's this very cute very whimsical but like there's a definitely very strong undercurrent of just like i don't know no one knows this is happening like what's like not you and you're stuck in a time loop it's not like you can go around telling people like the sun is going to explode in 20 minutes like we got to do something because you can't do anything with that amount of time so you're just like exploring these places um, I don't know, and, like, there's, like, this one very fascinating group of planets where one's, like, um, a desert planet and the other one's, like, a rock planet, and, like, over these 22 minutes, the desert planet empties itself into the rock planet, so, like, I don't know, there's a lot of really cool things going on with it, and people have said the ending is, like, really good, but also maybe a bummer. <laughs> what have you been up to? Um, you know what, I'll just tell one thing, um... For the, this is a special one for those of you in the Ann Arbor area. I went and saw Twelfth Night um, yesterday oh, cool. in the Arb, in the Arboretum. They do something called Shakespeare in the Arb, where, I mean, it's pretty much it sounds like they perform Shakespeare in the Arboretum. And they're doing Twelfth Night this year. And you know what? It was it was good. I, I was kind of thought I would be ready to leave a little early. I've seen a couple productions of Twelfth Night already this year. Uh-huh. Um but it's a really fun play, and they do a good job keeping it quick-paced. Um, and for the most part, the cast is pretty good. Yeah. Um, Keep talking. I can, I can yeah. get rid of this. Uh, for the most part, the cast is pretty good. Um, you know, there are a few weaknesses for sure. It's community theater. Um, and I think it has a rough beginning in particular. Um, but really, really fun really well done um yeah so i recommend that if you're if you're in the area check it out they're doing it for the next two weekends i believe mm-hmm. so thursday through sunday so go sounds great 
Um, and the peonies are blooming, as we discussed. Please, visit the peonies. Um, um, okay. I don't have anything else to say, and I'm going to run out, because otherwise I'm going to find all my laundry, like, on a table, if I'm lucky. Okay. Do, I, do you want me to just do the closing out? You can try to... Do you want to try doing the closing out? I can do it. Do it. Okay. Uh, so follow us on Twitter. I'm at the Molly Jean. That's at the M-O-L-Y-J-E-A-N-N-E. My Twitter is now semi-professional. Um, well, I'm trying to get it there, but we'll see. You can follow Alice at Alonculus at A-L-O-N-K-U-L-O-U-S. Uh, she never tweets, but I think she did recently. Maybe she retweeted something. I probably retweeted something. I don't tweet very much. And, yeah, we would love to hear from you and love to hear any ideas you may have. Thanks for listening, and stay hungry. Well,